0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible,
1: the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Darryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Samuel anoints Saul to be king, then the Spirit of the Lord comes upon Saul and gives him a new heart. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 9 on Simply the Bible.
0: In response to the people's desire to have a king like other nations, God had supernaturally arranged circumstances to bring Saul to Samuel. Saul was God's choice. Samuel told Saul that the desire of Israel was upon him. And Saul's response was, Who, me? Now it was time to prepare Saul for his new calling. We pick it up in 1 Samuel 9, 22. Now Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them into the hall and had them sit in the place of honor among those who were invited. There were about 30 persons. And Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion which I gave you, of which I said to you, set it apart. So the cook took up the thigh with its upper part and set it before Saul. And Samuel said, Here it is, what was kept back. It was set apart for you. Eat, for until this time it has been kept for you, since I said I invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. The Lord had told Samuel that the future king was coming on that day, so Samuel had prepared the place of honor for him. He also prepared the upper portion of the right thigh to give to Saul. This would normally belong to the priest. The meal could have occurred in private, but instead Samuel had invited about 30 people who then witnessed Saul being honored their hearts would be prepared for his coronation later. This was a feast in the name of the Lord. Therefore, God was present. Now, figuratively, the Lord loves to eat with his people, for eating together expresses our unity. The Lord said to the church of Laodicea, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. So, have you accepted his dinner invitation? Verse 25, When they had come down from the high place into the city, Samuel spoke with Saul on the top of the house. They rose early, and it was about the dawning of the day that Samuel called to Saul on the top of the house, saying, Get up, that I may send you on your way. And Saul arose, and both of them went outside, he and Samuel. In those days, their roofs were flat. The top of the house was an additional living space, sort of like a bonus room for us. This was where Saul slept that night. And in the morning about dawn, Saul woke him up to send him back home. As they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to go on ahead of us. And he went on. But you stand here a while that I may announce to you the word of God. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? Samuel waited for Saul's servant to be out of earshot and probably out of the line of sight. This was to be a private and personal matter between him and Saul. Next, Samuel anointed Saul with oil symbolizing the Spirit of the Lord coming upon Saul to empower him to be king. And all of this was to prepare Saul to then receive the Word of God. I believe this is an example for all of us. We must stand in expectancy and wait on the Lord. Then we must receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit to prepare us for our calling. Finally, we receive the Word of God which instructs us in the way chapter 10 verse 2 when you have departed from me today you will find two men by rachel's tomb in the territory of benjamin at zelzah and they will say to you the donkeys which you went to look for have been found and now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you saying what should i do about my son samuel knew that saul was anxious about his dad's lost donkeys He assured Saul that they had been found, and now his father was worried about him. God is concerned about the things that concern us. Even our pets are a concern to God if they are a concern to us. Therefore, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Verse 3, Then you shall go on forward from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. There, three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you, one carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. Bethel means house of God. It was where Jacob first made a vow that the Lord would be his God, and it was a place of pilgrimage for many, since there was no longer a central place of worship. No doubt these three men were carrying the goats, bread, and wine to offer to the Lord as a sacrifice. But when they met Saul, they would give him two loaves of bread. After that, you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a stringed instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. These prophets would be returning from worshiping the Lord at the high place. How wonderful it is to praise the Lord with musical instruments. And having come from the presence of the Lord, they would be prophesying that is, speaking forth the words of God under the inspiration of the Spirit. Then the Spirit of the Lord would come upon Saul, and he would also prophesy and be turned into another man. He would change from being a farmer to being a warrior and ruler of Israel. And let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands, for God is with you. God first prepares his instruments before he uses them. After Saul had been prepared, then he could move forward in faith as the occasion demanded, for it would be God working in him to will and do according to his good purpose. Likewise, when we have been prepared by the Spirit, the Word, and prayer, we can move forward in faith and confidence, doing works of service as the occasion demands, because God is with us. Verse eight, you shall go down before me to Gilgal, and surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show you what you should do. Saul was the man who would be king, but Samuel would still be the priest and prophet of the Lord. Saul would need Samuel to offer the sacrifices to worship God and to give him direction for what God would have him do. Likewise, we are each members of the body of Christ, and we need each other's gifts and calling. Verse 9. So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart, and all those signs came to pass that day. When they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him, And the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. And it happened when all who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophets, that the people said to one another, What is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? Then a man from there answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb. Is Saul also among the prophets? And when he had finished prophesying, he went to the high place. God gave Saul another heart as soon as he left Samuel. And then all the signs were fulfilled that day, including the sign of Saul prophesying. Now, this prophesying was completely out of the character of Saul, who was a physical man rather than a spiritual man. Usually, it was the sons of priests and prophets who prophesied. So then when Saul's friends and neighbors heard that he had been prophesying, they said, well, what has come over the son of Kish? Is Saul among the prophets? Now, we might also ask the question, was Saul saved? If all we had were this chapter, we would probably say yes. But the latter part of Saul's life makes his conversion a question mark rather than an exclamation mark. I don't think we can say with certainty if Saul was saved. The fact is that it's God who knows those who are his own, but we don't always know. In our quest to understand these things, I think we sometimes ask the wrong question. We say, well, do you believe that once you're saved, you're always saved? But in my experience, that question often leads to controversy and division in the body of Christ. Many times it's applied hypothetically to someone who once gave evidence of a commitment to Christ, but has since backslidden or fallen away. But we aren't charged with the responsibility to judge another person's salvation, only our own. Therefore, I believe a better question is, am I saved? Or are you saved? You see, if we are saved, then we will have assurance of our salvation. And we will bring forth fruits of repentance. But if we have no assurance of our salvation, or we're not bringing forth fruits of repentance, then it is likely we aren't saved. Verse 14, Then Saul's uncle said to him and his servant, Where did you go? So he said to look for the donkeys. When we saw that they were nowhere to be found, we went to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, Tell me, please. What Samuel said to you. So Saul said to his uncle, He told us plainly that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of the kingdom, he did not tell him what Samuel had said. When Saul was first anointed to be king, he was humble. He told Samuel that he was the smallest tribe and the least among the families of Benjamin. And now, even though Samuel told him wonderful things and he experienced supernatural events, He didn't tell his uncle what happened. The Bible says that the wise person has knowledge, but doesn't say everything he knows. Saul started out this way, but in time, his success would go to his head, and then he would play the fool. Do you know what God has gifted and called you to do? After knowing Christ as your Lord and Savior, I can't think of anything more important to know than this. God wants to prepare you for this calling. If you will wait on the Lord, then He will anoint you with His Spirit and give you His word so that you will know what to do. Then just do it. You've been listening to Simply the Bible,
1: the through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where the Lord chooses Saul to be king before the people. God touches the hearts of valiant men to follow their new king, but rebels despise him. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible!